0: I invite you to turn with me to the middle of your Bibles, if you have them, uh, to the book of Psalms and to Psalm 13. Uh, Psalm 13 may or may not be uh, familiar to you. It's a rather short Psalm of David. It's only six verses. And it's a Psalm of lament. It's a personal expression of grief. It's a prayer for help. And there's about six different kinds of prayers in uh, the psalms in the Psalter. There's psalms of thanksgiving, there's praise psalms, there's psalms of trust, there's wisdom psalms. But the psalms of lament are actually the most common type of psalm. There's more than 60 of them in the book of psalms. And these psalms were written to express the the distress and the the suffering uh, that people in Israel often felt in their day. God also put these Psalms in the Bible for us, for you and me. And they're there to help us to express our struggles, our sufferings, our disappointments, and also to help us relate honestly to God about our feelings and to lead us to consider His ways. So, Psalm 13, verses 1 to 6. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. I brought a box of Kleenex this morning, Uh, not because I've got the sniffles, not because I think I'm gonna cry, uh, but I brought it because it's something we don't always see that much in church uh, anymore, except maybe in the church nursery. And I find that in many churches today, there's kind of a subtle or maybe not so subtle message. It says, don't cry. Because when you do, you feel uncomfortable. And we wouldn't want anyone feeling uncomfortable in church, right? (laughs) And there is a spirit among us that seems to say that crying and lamenting are signs of having kind of a weak faith. If you have a strong faith, then you won't cry. And that message is often... (laughs) You know that we shouldn't be uncomfortable. Christians should always be happy and, and upbeat and our songs and our worship should always be happy and upbeat too and, uh, and we do love that. But Psalm 13 is a psalm of lament and laments tend to make us feel uncomfortable. I mean, they say things that we're, we're not sure should even be said out loud by someone who trusts God. I mean, they touch on the pain that's inside of us and some of which we don't always want to deal with. But the laments are a part of God's inspired word to us and they're there to give us permission to lament. Of course, we usually do prefer those uplifting psalms like Psalm 100, you know, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. And we just assume that, that that's what the psalms should be, just joyful expressions of faith. Many of them are. And so the psalms of lament have become uh, the neglected psalms. We tend to skip over them. Like Psalm 10 begins, Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself from me in times of trouble? When was the last time you prayed a prayer like that? Or like Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that's pretty uncomfortable. Should a believer ever pray that one out loud? Well, maybe you remember who did pray that prayer out loud. One Friday afternoon hanging from a cross, that's what Jesus prayed, a lament. Or Psalm 42, when can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. And there's lots of tears in these Psalms. Psalm 88 is one of the bleakest. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? So these are real down-to-earth psalms here. There's a lot of crying here, which is probably the reason they're such neglected psalms. Unfortunately, we may feel that it's a kind of a sign of weakness or maybe a, a lack of faith if we really lament before God. And churches are, are often places where people come in some form of denial, you know, and they cover up the pain that's actually inside of them. Somehow we feel we should always be ready to sing upbeat choruses, never any tears, because we're we're strong people, we're victorious people. But the truth is, we actually need these laments, because we're not always strong people. And there is a lot of pain in life, physical pain, emotional pain. Mental pain, spiritual pain, your pain, my pain, the pain of others around us. And the reason we need the laments is not so we can be crybabies. We need them because it's the only way we can really be honest with God. And that's important. You know, when bad things happen, how can we be honest with God if all we sing are praise songs? When sickness occurs or Loved ones are stricken. How can we be honest with God and never lament? We actually need the laments for the integrity of our Christian faith. They help us to be real. And we also need them because there is something therapeutic about them as well. We'd actually be healthier if we didn't bottle up our pain but had the freedom to come to church, to to come to communion with a box of Kleenex. So Psalm 13 is full of harsh and uncomfortable words. We may wonder why this psalm should even be in the Bible. Words like, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will my enemy triumph over me? But you know, Psalm 13 is a psalm of David, the great warrior king of Israel. A man, scripture says, who was a man after God's own heart. And a forefather of Jesus. But we know that David was no wimp, <laughs> he was no crybaby, and yet he wrote a lot of the laments. And here we don't know the exact circumstances that led him to write this psalm. Some have suggested it was maybe a sickness that afflicted David, but there's no particulars in the psalm to tell us that. And maybe that's a good thing because it allows us to read our own circumstances into it, to apply it to ourselves. You or I or anyone else can actually adopt this psalm as our own personal cry to the Lord in those times. It's not a nice polished psalm, just ragged. It's it's down to earth, especially these opening verses. But if you read these words and apply them to your own experience, you'll begin to understand where the uh, laments originate from. Bible teacher Howard Vanderwell says laments come from five sources. First of all, they come from pain. Pain is what gives rise to laments when life isn't what we want it to be. When life takes unexpected turns and there's disappointments. Secondly, laments are often caused by delay. Like when that pain just doesn't go away. Day after day, month after month, maybe year after year. How long, oh Lord? I'm not trying to make you feel depressed here. (laughs) But I know that many have been through these kind of things and experienced this. You know, when the Israelites were in slavery in Egypt, they cried out to God for 430 years and it just didn't change. Through 40 chapters in the book of Job, Job cried out, but it just didn't change. In fact, it got worse. The Apostle Paul cried out because of that thorn in his flesh, he called it. He called it a messenger of Satan because it just didn't change. So what about you? What's the circumstance in your life that maybe just doesn't seem to change? Could be an extended illness. Could be a temptation you've been struggling with. Could be an addiction you can't shake. It could be a relational issue that just never seems to get settled. And you wrestle with it, you, you pray about it, and you, you ask about it, but it just seems to go on and on. How long, O oh Lord? You know, when we think of this pandemic that has kind of locked us down for so long now. We want to say, how long, O Lord? Which brings us to the third cause of laments here, which is unanswered prayer. And sometimes we make light of that as Christians, you know, unanswered prayer. No, God always answers prayers. (laughs) Sometimes His answer is yes, and sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's wait a while. Well, that's true, but when the pain goes on and on, those prayers feel unanswered like God isn't listening. And maybe that's what David was wrestling with here. God seemed absent. He says, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Maybe you felt that at times, or maybe you are feeling it. And if not, there'll probably come a time when you will. No doubt you know someone who maybe is feeling that way right now. And when you're in that kind of situation for a while, you wonder if it's even worth praying anymore. You know? But the question is, can you be honest enough to admit that? That that's how you feel? To tell God that that's exactly how you feel? It's okay to do that. It's okay to lament. That brings us to the fourth reason for lament, a sense of um, abandonment. You know in your head, (laughs) and you know from scripture, that God never abandons his own. He says, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. And David knew that too. But you don't necessarily always feel that way. It's times when what you know in your mind is not experienced in your emotions. And so you feel like you've been abandoned. Well, David asked the Lord specifically here, how long will you hide your face from me? And we hear that question quite a lot in the Psalms. You know, The Israelites believed that when the face of the Lord was turned toward you, that was a sign of his blessing and favor. And the worst thing that could happen to you was for the Lord to turn his face away. Now that idea goes all the way back to the book of Numbers in chapter six and back when God had told Moses and Aaron to bless the Israelites with that benediction we we often hear and repeat. It's called the Aaronic blessing. And it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And there's no greater blessing than to have God's face turned toward you. But in Psalm 13, David struggles with this sense of uh, abandonment here, that God's face is turned away and will no longer bless and favor him. And that's his great fear. And it can lead to the fifth cause of lament, the doubts that creep into our thoughts. David says, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts, and day after day have sorrow in my heart? You see, when what you know in your mind is not felt by your feelings or in your experience, it leads you to ask some questions, some heavy questions. Is the Bible really true? Does God truly love me? Does prayer work? Is it all a hoax? So David admits here there is some disturbing realities that we live with in this world that we don't always understand. And sometimes it's hard even for the the children of God, because there are no quick and easy answers. These things are deep. But David sets an example for us. He, He doesn't just cover up his pain, his disappointment, his feelings of abandonment and doubt. He expresses his soul before God. He's honest to God about how he feels. And that's the purpose of the laments, to give us permission to lament. There's times when we need them. There's times when it's okay to have a box of Kleenex in church. But, but we don't stay there. We don't stop with lament. That little word but there at the beginning of verse 5 is the most powerful word in this psalm here. It's a small word, but it has the power to sweep away everything that's gone before it. After this lament that we've just heard, it has the power to lift our eyes and and restore our hope. It's like when we hear uh, the, the airplane went down, but no one was hurt. Or you have cancer, but it's easily treatable. Or your son was in a car crash, but he's fine. And that little word, but, changes everything. It lifts us to a a new place where we can actually sing through our tears. So what we need to do here is to go beyond lament. We don't stop there. And we don't try to go around it. But we go through it. And that's exactly what David does here. He calls on God to turn and to look at him, to turn his face to him, to give light to his his own eyes in the midst of this, so that God is looking at David and David is looking at God. And although David has been weeping and arguing with God, all of a sudden here he, he catches himself. But, he says, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. So what do you do after you lament? You experience healing. Howard Vanderwell says, a religion that forces us to bottle up our pain and tears does not produce health and healing. And he says, a religion that gives us the right to come before God openly and candidly with our lament is a religion that is capable of bringing God's healing to our spirits. You know, you've probably noticed in your own life that you're closer to the people that you share your deepest thoughts and pains with, right? I mean, they're the ones that you go deep with, who you feel safe sharing some of those deep things with. Well, in the same way, Our relationship with God will deepen and will grow closer when we're willing to be truly open and honest with Him. Even about our feelings. There's a healing that that can come by just being honest with God. I'm not pretending anything. If that happens to come out in harsh, ragged, desperate words, that's okay. God can handle it. He's a big God. And after we express our lament, we do what David says here. We trust in God's unfailing love. So a Christian lament is never an expression of wanting to walk away from God. Not at all. I mean, we may complain. We may question. We may argue with God. But we're not walking away. We're wrestling. And that's a sign of faith. A lament is actually an affirmation of our trust in God, because we're believing in Him. He's there. We're calling on Him. It's an affirmation of His love for us through Jesus, who gave His life for us, and we're not giving up on that. Our circumstances may not make any sense to us sometimes, but our heart can still rejoice in our salvation. And David's circumstances may not have changed, but his focus did. His focus changed. He chose here to interpret his circumstances by God's love, rather than interpret God's love by his circumstances. Maybe I can say that again. Will you interpret your circumstances by God's love? Or whether you interpret God's love by your circumstances? God's love comes first. And whatever we've gone through, we need to know, we're in His hand. Or as Paul says in Romans 8:28, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. So the real test of our faith comes not when God seems closest to us and His presence seems most real. Those are, those are wonderful times, but the real test comes when God seems distant, when we're going through that dark night of the soul. And His presence sometimes can be most real in those circumstances when we come through. So when God seems distant, will you seek Him then? Will you press in, in faith? Some time ago I reread that old novel by Daniel Defoe. uh, Some of us may have read it when we were younger. The story of Robinson Crusoe. And we think it's just a story about a guy who's cast away on a desert island. But it's actually a spiritual journal. And Crusoe's alone, he feels abandoned by God and by man, and he's afraid for his life, and he's anxious. But though he's stuck on that island for year after year, he begins to realize that God is there and is meeting all his needs. His situation doesn't change for a long, long time, but through it, God is becoming more real to him each day. Teaching him, equipping him, caring for him every day. And more and more, Crusoe realizes, like David says at the end of the psalm, that God has been good to him. And at times we may feel like we've been cast away. And so God put these laments here in the Bible to help us to be able to commune with him, to communicate, to connect. And remember, as 1 Peter 5, verse 7 says, we can cast all our cares on him because He cares for us. So David's lament here in Psalm 13 gives us permission to enter into this intimate relationship with God where we can be truly and really honest with Him. And to help us realize that God accepts our honesty. It's not necessarily a lack of faith. And when we're honest to God about our feelings and our questions and our our personal relationship with him will deepen. And when we're honest to God, we're we're actually on the path of healing. So whatever pain you're facing, whatever lament may be in your heart, bring it before God and before his unfailing love. And though we have tears, like David, we can come out of our trials singing the praises of God's goodness. Let's pray. Lord, you indeed are a big God. You see us completely, you know everything about us. You know where we're at. You know what our feelings are. But Lord, you do want us to be open with you, to be frank, to admit our failings and also admit where we feel we're weak. And Lord, you want to strengthen us. You want to bring us through and teach us your ways equip us and empower us. And so, Lord, help us to persevere through difficult times, knowing that, yes, we can wrestle with you sometimes, but never walk away. And we know, Lord, that you are indeed with us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.